Good morning. Love your enthusiasm. Great to see all of you. It's July. Wow, right? I mean, it feels like summer, and it should feel like summer, and I'm good with that. It's so much better than the winter, right? And July is great because my birthday's in July. It's awesome. Huh? Thank you so much. So listen, today's message is intended to bring you some truth from Scripture, from the Bible. It's also intended to prepare you for this season, the summer season here at Cheer City Church. As I've been saying, we're very intentional about our summer and how we live out our summer as a church, meaning a community of Christ followers. Now I want to jump right into Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. One day as Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew throwing a net out into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you. Wow, what will Jesus show them? How to be free of sin? No. How to have great marriage or, or how to be a great parent? Not really. How to be richer or better? No. How to be holier, how to be holy? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's not what he was saying to them. He said, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Yeah, he's telling fishermen, starting today, you're going to be fishing for people. You were casting your nets out, tossing your lines out for fish, but after today, you're going to be doing it for people. You're going to be trying to attract people like you tried to attract fish. Now, if you've been in church for a while, you figured out that we're going to be kicking around on the subject of maybe evangelism, not the totality of what it is to evangelize, but a part of it, and that's, you know, inviting people to church. When you go there, there are two subjects that make people a little uneasy when I'll preach about them. One is money, and the other is evangelism, right? It usually makes people a little uneasy, you know, they just, they feel a little pressured. You know, it's, it's just really not my thing. I, I'm not prepared to do this. Huh? You know, he, he's talking about my neighbor, the person to the left or to the right. Just turn to the person next to you. So he's talking about you. You're, you're going to invite somebody to church, not me. You know, I, I, and I, I think we make it a little bit more complicated than it needs to be, you know. It's not my thing. I need to be prepared. I remember the first time my father-in-law, that I remember, my father-in-law Lloyd took Justin fishing. It was here in Westminster, or Wyman Pond, and it was kind of a, a, a deck or a dock. It was a dock, you know, the boats come up to him. He went out on a dock with Justin. Justin's about, I'm going to say six or seven years old at the time. And uh, Lloyd's, you know, trying to, you know, as Lloyd does, everything's got to be in the right order and all perfect and so on and so forth. So. Lloyd's setting things up, and Justin's like, Grandpa, Grandpa, give me the pole. And he's like, Justin, just calm down. You know, Justin's like his dad, right? And, uh, and he's like, Justin, just calm down. Let Grandpa, you know, get things in order so we can catch fish, and, and, and then, you know, you'll get your pole. And Lloyd goes back to his business of getting things ready, and Justin's like, Grandpa, Grandpa, let me have my pole. I want the pole. Finally, Lloyd relents, and he gives Justin a pole, and he said, okay, Justin, hold your pole. Don't do anything. Just let me finish, you know, getting ready, and then we'll fish. So Justin takes his pole, turns around, Lloyd goes back to getting ready to prepare to fish. Justin sticks his pole into the lake, waits three seconds, pulls down, he's got a fish about that big. We got a picture, I'm not kidding you. We have a picture of this, right? So then Justin's like, Grandpa, Grandpa, just, just Justin, just hold on, Justin, okay? Just wait. 
Grandpa's gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> Grandpa, look, look, look. Justin, what? <laughs> Listen, inviting people to church, it's just not that complicated. You don't need that much preparation. You don't have to have your steps in order. Just put your pole in the water. Just cast out your line. Some of you, you know, you go from thinking it's complicated to thinking to kind of making excuses, if I will. I was going to tell a Winchenden joke. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but at least you know where my mind is. You don't like to confront. It's, it's, it's not my personality. I'm kind, I'm kind of a laid-back person, you know. I, I don't like to confront people, right? And listen, if anybody has a laid-back laid personality, it would be my precious Christy, right? I mean, I am telling you, listen. You are seeing her in like turbo mode when she's around you guys, all right? <laughs> we planted a church and, and she like kind of transformed and still, she's still so laid back, right? She's really not the one to start up and kick up a conversation. It takes a lot, but it does happen for a great cause. Good morning, my name is Lisa Hollenbeck. This is my husband, Jeff Hollenbeck. Um, we're here to just tell you how we met Christy and Pastor Dave. Um, I was at the beach at Crocker Pond with my kids and we were just sitting and playing in the sun and somehow in conversation I was talking to another family about homeschooling um, and Christy overheard and politely came over and introduced herself and we spent many many weeks sitting on the beach talking about the Lord talking about um, just our families and our time and, and our kids and and then we decided, um, you know, I finally, it took weeks to finally ask her what church she went to um, because she just, she didn't want to push. And so she ended up just inviting, just saying, you know, by the way, my husband is a pastor of a church. And I just thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. She was so polite and so kind, not pushing in any way. And just, um, we just became great friends just hanging out at the beach. So... Um, went home, shared with my husband that there was a, a nice woman that I've been hanging around with. He had met her several times, and we ended up getting together and actually spending time playing catch before yeah. we even came to church. We spent That's time right. as friends and, and, and just families right. together, um, and then we came to church. Right. Actually, my wife, my dear wife, asked me to go to church, and I told her no. Uh, I had been a believer for some time. Um, had really become turned off with institutional churches. Um, we had done a home church for a time and that was kind of intimate and nice. But it just seemed like most of the places that we went had kind of an agenda to get through a script. Um, there wasn't much in the relational area. Um, so when she asked me to go, I flatly told her no. Mm -hmm. However, she finally got the kids together one morning and uh, got them all dressed up and ready to go. And if God can kick somebody out of bed, he did it to me that day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And the first time I came, um, I was surprised. It was not what I expected at all. Uh, the people were, were relational. They had friends. They cared uh, much more than any place I had been before. So I agreed to go again the following week. And um, the following week is when I sat. We, it was a sermon on Iron Man, actually. It was at God at the box office. And uh, I turned to my wife after the service, and I said, I was wrong. Um, I learned that uh, there was actually groups out there, churches that were genuine, that were authentic. I remember saying to her that I'm going to go there and be myself, and if nobody likes me, that's fine. Um, but it really did. It, it actually, the, the sermon, there was some, it was a, like, I'm sure everybody experiences Pastor Davis talking directly to them. Um, and there were some key things in the sermon that actually inspired me to start my business. Um, it was an affirmation for me. 
but the biggest thing to me was the uh, the relations and the people and the love that was abundant in the church. It changed my life. So, so Lisa and Jeff, you know, came in. Uh, Iron Man, if you make a note of that, that, that they came in right around when we were doing what you have these tickets for at the movies. It's the series we were doing, and, and I was speaking uh, on Iron Man. I told you, you talked to me, when did you come to church? You said, oh, Godzilla, uh, oh, Iron Man, uh, oh, 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 uh, incredible, despicable, whatever, something, one or two or three, I don't know, whatever. I go and see all the movies too, by the way. It's like, I'm going to see like one movie a week right now. I got to catch up. But the point is that today, Lisa and Jeff, Jeff, and it's growth. Slowly they came in, they got involved. Lisa now, you see her all over the place in the beginning in the cafe, and Thursday she's here cleaning building. Jeff, you know, was helping out. Next thing you know, he started hanging around sound, and, and he's involved in the EVL in a significant way, meaning their lives have truly been transformed for the better. I mean, they've told me this. I'm not just taking the liberty to tell you that. And, and, and not only that, most of all now, they know Jesus in, in, in a great way, the way he desired to be known. They're living out their lives for Christ, and they have an incredible view of eternity right now, huh? And why? Because Christy said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking to fish. I'm, I'm looking for the opening. I'm looking for the opportunity. And you know what? It's just going to be really simple. Hey, you know what? Why don't you, maybe you want to come to our church. Or, hey, would you like to come to Cheer City Church? It, it's a great place, huh? Just as simple as that. You have those invite cards. You have six or five or six or seven of them. Seven of them. Hand those out to people. Hey, you know what? We're, uh, we're doing this thing at my church. And uh, I don't know if it's just, it's really, it's a pretty cool place. Really a good bunch of people. Because you really are a good bunch of people. And we just renovated Sacred Heart School. Uh, really, it's unlike anything you've seen in this area when it comes to a, a, a building that has a church in it. And we're doing this series at the movies. We're going to be kicking through like, I don't know, maybe Jurassic Park or Black Panther or Transylvania or the, the Incredibles or who knows what. But it's just going to be a great time, a fun time. Uh, you know, coffee, cake, good people. I, do, I, I think you like it. You want to come and hang out. It's just that simple, right? Hand them the card. Let them go online. Let them kick around Facebook. Oh. Oh, I didn't know so-and-so goes to that church. Or, oh, just let them get out there. And chances are they might have even heard of who we are already because we're out there a lot. Invite someone. Let God use you to fish for people so that you could be in the middle of seeing lives changed. That's what Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 was telling those he was speaking to. Followers fish. Followers fish. Christy's a follower of Jesus. She was fishing, right? Now, she reminds me often what a great catch she made with the Holland bags, huh? Some of you don't fish for people because you don't think you're supposed to do it. Like, you, you, it never really crosses your radar. Like, is that something I'm actually supposed to do? Well, look, Jesus cleared that up in Matthew chapter 4, right? And even Luke now, in the Gospel of Luke, he puts it out there further. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 10, he records Jesus saying these words, speaking to people who he intends to call to follow him. And he says, from now on, you will be fishers of men. Meaning there, in the word there is to, is to capture the minds of men and women. <laughs> yeah. You're going to capture. And, and you know, that's happening more than you realize. When you're living out your life to love God, 
When you are stepping out to, to invite people, you might not realize it, but you're capturing the minds of men and women because God is working in you. How could great things like that happen if God's hand isn't in it? How could it? If God wasn't already, I think it's Colossians chapter 1, verse 17 says, you know, he is ahead of all things and he holds all things together. God's hand is in it. Some of you now are afraid to fish. Meaning, I'm just, when I start talking about this inviting, you, you go to like the, the guy standing on a box on a street corner preaching, you know, you know, turn or burn, right? Or, or you picture like handing out like, you know, these things called tracks, these little booklets about, you know, things to do with God or handing out these little Bibles. And, and although that, you know, that works for some people and, I, and I'm sure there's a testimony or something good that comes from it. It's just really like not our mode here. I think what we do works for us in this demographic. It's not my style. Listen, talking to them in a just simple, kind, warm way is good enough. And if the door opens where you can say, you know what, it's changed my life. I mean, people talk about like some infomercial about like some glue that can patch their tire like it changed my life. <laughs> Certainly you can say, Jesus changed my life, right? Going to Chair City Church has changed my life because I know for so many of you, it's changed your life. It's changed my life. And wouldn't you want someone else to experience that? And that's why you're going to hand them that invite card. And if you don't have an invite card, you're still going to tell them about it. Right now, I want you to think of the person who's most responsible for you being here today. For the person who's most responsible for you coming to know Jesus Christ. Likely, you would describe them as just an, an everyday person, right? Just, you know... They didn't do really anything like, wow, unique or mind-boggling impressive to when they talk to you, other than maybe just invite you to church, other than maybe just to share what God meant to them, other than to share with you how, you know, going to church has made a difference in their life. That's probably, for the most part, how it happened. You can do that. I'm telling you, you can do that. And I'm telling you, it's more, it's welcomed more than you realize. You're here because someone invited you, whether they invited you to this church or they invited you to church at some point, and that's how you came in to what we call this thing called the church. They put out a little lore, might have been invite you to something coming up in the church, their testimony, you might have been going to go to a difficult time and they said, hey, you know what, this is what helped me. But they painted a picture of the church, of God, of what he was doing in their life, just to bait you, to draw you in, because they were fishing. Because that's what followers do. We fish. We're always fishing. We should always be in that fishing mode. I want to take a second right now to honor all those who have led us to the Lord. All those people out there who tossed out their line, who tossed out their net, who took the time, who stepped out, who invited us to church. I want to honor Andrew Gambino. I would be invited to church by a guy named Andrew Gambino, right? 17-year-old teenager who invited me to church. I want you to know that after that, I've told you that story. You know, he called my house just about every month for three months. I think I talked to him once. Yeah, no, no, I'm, yeah, no, that's all right. I'd rather not come. That's okay. No, 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 no. Kept calling the house. 
inviting people, what's going on? I just want to stop right now. I thank God, and I want to honor Andrew, and I want you and all of us to honor all those who invited us to church. Thank God that they were followers who fished, and that's why we're here today. You can even call them up today or pop them out a text. Now, we're in this summer here at Cheer City Church, and it's a special season. We call it the sowing season, the planting season. It's a big part of how we do things here, meaning we work hard, we're active to plant seeds, to get out there in people's minds, to get out in their vision, to, to cultivate things, because we know if we do that, there'll be a harvest in the fall. We do not sleep or slumber in the summer, right? Because if we do, then the fall will stink. We want to have a great harvest in the fall, yes? We want to see someone come in here and come to know Jesus in the fall, right? We want to have another phenomenal baptism in sometime in the fall, don't we? Well, this is how it happens. That when we do the events like the GCAC banquet, like even a baptism, like the series now that you're inviting people to, like the serve day, yeah, yeah, you know, you, people come out. People just pop up and show up because we're out there, like the prayer walk, connecting and talking to people. Just, you, we're just out there. We're serving, we're connecting, we're introducing. So today, you know, we just, we, we planned this like 48 hours ago. Man, it's gonna be 95 degrees on Sunday. Man, I don't want people sitting home and baking and people with their kids and nothing to do. And you know what? Let's just see if we'll, we'll, we'll knock on a door, see if it opens up. If they let us use that property, we're on it. The lake's open. We did it. So, yeah, I invite you to come. Call your friends. Call your relatives. Get them there. I, whatever. We'll figure it out. Next week, I think Chrissy said the 14th is serve day. We're just going to come together. Bring a friend if you want. We're going to paint. We're going to hang out. You're going to meet people. We do this. People are in here because of events like this that we're not going to church. So a track didn't work for them. A Bible, hey, read this or you go, don't work for them. But just connecting and painting and getting to know other people, that worked for them. And then the 15th of July, we have another chilling grill and invite friends and invite people and come on out. The 28th, I think, of July, we're going to do something at Dunn's Pond, just again, hanging out, grilling and talking. The first weekend in August, I think it's the first Friday and Saturday in August, the city invites us, the Downtown Commerce Organization has invited us and invites us to do our kid zone, where we toss up like three huge bounce houses. We have literally over a thousand people come through in two days. We set up for two days. We're out there. We're connecting to people. A lot of work, a lot of money. But we're out there. And you want to be out there with us in as much as you possibly can. I know it's the summer, and, and look, you know, don't cancel your vacations. Hang out with your family. We don't get to spend a lot of time with our families in this world. Spend time with your family, but every moment you can, go and join us. And at times, do some synergy. Bring them all together, because that works really well. We love to do that. We, we, our kids grow in their faith because they're with us living out their faith. It's not like, okay. A home is when we're together and we do our family thing, and then, then we go to church and that's that thing. That's not going to go well. Look for opportunities to live out your faith with your children and going out and serving, connecting, being in our community of people. You got a great group of people. And just think about it. So what does that happen? Look, last week, like Christy told you, come on now, Palm Sunday, after doing a huge blast into this area, an advertisement, a promo of going to two services, we saw 375 people. It was amazing. 
Last week, the last week of June, we saw 371 people come into this place. That's amazing. Today, I just invite you to get out there. And don't forget August. In August, we set it all up where we have our night of worship. I mean, prior to the night of worship, we have our 21 days of prayer. So we pound away right up into August, and then we have our 21 days of prayer, and we are praying and getting ready for that harvest. We are getting ready to see people come to know Jesus in the fall. We'll kick it off, I think it's August 26th, last Sunday in August with our night of worship. Listen, we do this, all of this, for people to know God. We do this so people can come into what we believe is an incredible community of Christ followers. We do this because fishing is fun. Fishing is fun, isn't it? No, no, it really is. Fishing is fun. It's a great spiritual experience for God to use you in a direct way for people to come to know Him. I love it. I, I'm so jazzed about it. it. It floats my boat. I'm energized about that. I live my life geared towards that. It's a big deal. Luke tells us that in Luke chapter 15, verse 10. It says, in the same way there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. Could you imagine that person who you invited to come to church repents, turns from their sinful ways, turns to Jesus and has faith in Jesus, and the angels are like, whoa, baby, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're rejoicing. Way to go. Way to go, Kaylee. You did it, man. You did it. Yes, man. Woo, woo, woo. You invited them. You brought them in. You went fishing for them. They came on in. They know Jesus. Boom, boom. I mean, they're rejoicing. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because you invited somebody to church and they came to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You can be a part of that. You have the cure for eternal death. You do. You have the cure for eternal death. You have what people are looking for, and it's fun to be a part of that. It's all from God, and it is all for God, as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God, yes? Which means, all this means that we, you and I, had a debt that was due. We had a, a, a large balance, right? You know what it is to look at that. Some of you are like, this is how much I owe, and God zeroes it out. Because what Jesus did on the cross, we are reconciled to God, our Father in heaven. We are made right with God. So now we can what? We can be used by God to reconcile others to know God so their debt could be canceled and they could have eternal life. We can see people draw closer to God and to know him like we saw with Jeff and Lisa. And they could join us in doing life together. And you really are, you're inviting them into a wonderful community. You, they, you, got, you just keep blowing my mind. Like now you're doing this Stephen Ministers thing. Probably a better word than thing. You know what that is, Stephen's Ministers? Uh, we'll get, I'll talk about it some more in the future. 
We sent three, about four months ago, it was actually January, we sent three people down to Orlando, Florida. We invested about $6,000 into this, three people for 50 hours. They took, they took a whole entire week off, flew down to Florida, and they were trained intensive and excellent training so that they would be able to come here and train others in how to come alongside people who were hurting. People in the middle of a divorce, people who found out they have cancer, people who just found out someone in their family is dying or someone else in their family has a disease, people who are struggling with somebody who's, who's, who's overwhelmed with drugs in their lives, people who are just walking around with pain and difficulty and overwhelming dysfunction in their life that, that now can have somebody just come alongside them, not be a great counselor, just a human being who loves God to come alongside of them and, as I say, be a ministry of presence. That's what I do most of the time when I'm out there. I'm just, I'm just a ministry of presence. You know, we had, right now, we had 15 people sign up, which was mind-blowing. Churches are like 500, like have three or four. Because these people who signed up had to put in 50 hours. They had to be trained by the first three. And now they put in even more time since then. And even this past week, I'm hearing about they're out there one after another, day after day, they've all connected because a person who's struggling or hurting gets a Stevens minister to come alongside them and get together with them every week and check in with them and hang with them and talk with them. And that person is connecting to the whole group and they're sharing life and saying, how can we help each other? <laughs> and they're supported. Yeah. Thank you for honoring them. Thank you for doing And they're supported, meaning they're being trained, they're, they're having supervision, uh, uh, they're being empowered to, to do this in the best way. You are such an incredible group. When I told the, uh, another pastor who has a church, like I said, of four or 500, that we have 12, he could not believe it. He said, how did you do that? I said, I did that. I said, that's just how they are. That's what they do. Coming along, that's what you're inviting people into. And you never know what's going to happen in their life. You never know what's going on in their life. A year ago, I made a decision uh, to go out for coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee, but to go out for tea every other week with a, with a man. And uh, he's 83. I'm 33, so we don't have much in common. I do wish, you're right. <laughs> And you're five times, yes, right, that's right. <laughs> so uh, I made a decision without, again, without, just, just listen, this is the right thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, and what it was is the, 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 the gentleman was coming in and his wife had Alzheimer's. And, and she was still, you know, functional and, and, and talking, but she had Alzheimer's and, and, the, and the prognosis was that it was going to deteriorate. I thought, you know what, I, I want a front seat at this. I do. I, I want to, I've never done this before. I mean, I've never somehow, how it's all turned out, I've never walked anybody through this. And just God put it on my heart, I, I want to jump in on this. And so I, I said, I'm going to do it every other week. I'm going to meet this man, sit down, Duncan, I'll just have tea and just be there for him. Now, I, I, I've never been that close to anybody with Alzheimer's. I've never done anything like that. But what does it mean? I'm just going to be a ministry of presence. I'm going to get out there. And, and, and you know what? We did that every you know, every other week we'd meet, we'd hang out. I'd see him come, you know, often to church with his wife. It, it was a precious time, and, and it really was, and it's been an incredible moment for me. Just, you see, when we do this, we, we see life from a different angle, you know? <laughs> well, you know, things deteriorated for, uh, for Shirley, 
and, 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 and Jerry was doing all he can to keep her at home. Uh, they married 64 years, 64 years, man, right? Yeah. And he told me about a week or two weeks ago, he goes, I don't know how much longer I can hang on. I, I don't think I can keep her at home. I'm, I'm driving into things during the day, and, but it's getting overwhelming. And in this past week, he told me, you know, I said, hey, let's, let's try and get together a little more because it's deteriorating. And this week, on past week, he called me up Monday, we met. He said, I, I think this is the week. I think I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna have to put her in. And, and Thursday, I, uh, really, and I, 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 I went Thursday night, Thursday evening. I met him there and uh, he was in there and I came in and, and he placed his precious wife for 64 years here, there in the, in the home. And, uh, and I, I think it's, I just, I just say we had a very tender, human moment after that with him and I. And, and you see, now you say, well, how did that moment happen? Because Harry and Kathy Williams were hanging out in cruises, and they were looking around, and Harry turned around, and Harry invited Jerry to come to church. Yeah, I checked that out, huh? <laughs> And oh, Harry, I'm just going to find him to church. But you know what? God knew, hey, Harry, if you will fish for men and women, if you will fish for people, I know where this couple is, and I know where they're going, and I know what they need. And you know what? I see, will you be used as a tool, as an instrument of my hand to glorify my, my, myself, to draw people unto me? Huh? And I honestly, I was so privileged to be there. I'm so privileged that you as a church, that we can do this stuff and minister in this way. I believe with all my heart, it was a blessing to that couple that we were there, huh? In that moment, in that time. And, and that's what we are and it's what we do. And it's because somebody stepped out to invite somebody. So you could be that somebody. Listen, you also wanna know that fishing is necessary. We're not just trying to build a church. We, we're trying to keep people from going to hell. Meaning, really, we mean this. We're not just trying to build a church and get more numbers. We really believe in heaven and hell, and we want to save people, to see people saved from going to hell. Heaven and hell are real. If you don't call on the name of the Lord, on that name Jesus, you'll not be saved. We believe that. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 15 says, but how can they call him, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him, Jesus? And how can they hear about him unless, unless, unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? I'm sending you this morning. This is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. You are beautiful when you are reaching out with the intention of doing something that will draw a person to Jesus. Another reason we go fishing is that Jesus asked us to go fishing. I mean, that, that's good enough alone, right? I mean, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, he asks you do, right? Jesus is calling us to go fishing for people. You know, when you read the first five books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Acts, you know, at the end of every single one of those books, you see Jesus telling us to go to reach people. 
Matthew chapter 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We don't only gather together, but we go. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And Jesus, he, he, Jesus told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Then at the ending of Luke, Luke chapter 24, verse 47, it was also written that this message would be proclaimed by you in the authority of his name, Jesus, to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There, the, and the message is there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. And then in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 21. And again, he, Jesus, said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, uh, so I am sending you. And then even at the ending of the book of Acts, Jesus' last words here on earth, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Man, this is what we know is the, it's, this is the Great Commission. We have given, we, the church is given a Great Commission. Look, it's, we enjoy coming together and hanging out together. We, I, I, I love it. We do. My family loves it. And it's great to get to know one each other and to build relationships. But we don't exist just for each other. We exist for people who don't know Jesus, yes? We will always, the purpose of this church and why we exist is to see people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And part of that is you inviting them out there and here, and them coming into an environment that says, oh, you were expecting me. Oh, you're relating to me. Oh, you want to connect to me, and oh, you care, right? That Jeff walked into. That's why we're doing everything we're doing this summer. That's why I'd like you to be engaged in it. That's why I want you to hand out those invite cards. That's why I want you to invite people in the coming weeks to anything, a, a barbecue, a serve event, a, a, a Sunday, God at the box office or, or at the movies. All right, let's wrap this up. Another reason why we fished, last one, and then we're out. And this is, this is personal to me. We will all fish once, yes? We were all fish once. I was a heck of a fish. <laughs> I thank God for Andrew. You know? I was really struggling at that time. I mean, I, I always was, but this was a time, this was a different time of struggle for me. Honestly, it was the only time in my life that I really didn't want to live anymore. And then this guy carries me in his thoughts. Uh, not just that... Well, I've told you before about him inviting me when I first won and taking me out to friendlies, but then I left, I disconnected. But that he would call once a month to invite me to come to the church. Why do we reach lost people here? Because God stopped reaching out to me. God pursued me. God loved me. God forgave me. And my life was changed. And I never, ever forget that. And it is paramount to me of knowing Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And that's what I want for you, those who come into Chair City, who trust me and give me the privilege of being your pastor, is to embrace that, that you are a fish and you want to see other people come to know Jesus, and you now want to be fishers of people, yes? 
You want people to have what we have. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 says, Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Jesus died for all, we also believe that we all have died to our old life. See, listen, I got no choice. I've just got to give my life to see people to know, to know Jesus. My wife is right with me on this. Jesus controls me. His love compels me to see others come to know him for who he is, a living, a loving God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am convinced that Jesus didn't just die for me. He died for all. He died for all. He died for you. You that's in here today that you, you, you just, you've never come to that place of, of knowing Jesus for all that he is, of trusting in Jesus, of going through day-to-day -day life, not trying to go out it alone based on your assumptions, your premonitions, your perspective, your past, but just based on Jesus and all that he is, getting up in the morning and leaning on the power of God and the presence of God. No. But today, you got in here. Somebody invited you. You came in here. Maybe you've been coming in for several weeks, kicking things around, exploring. That's cool. We set it up that way. But today, today's the day where you realize Jesus died for me. He, di he died for me. I am in that all. I am in the middle of that all. Today, I realize he died for me, and I want to trust in him. I want to turn from the way I am living. I'm living a life where I'm missing the mark, the target that God has set out for me and all his creation. I'm apart from God. I want to turn to him now, and I want to trust in him, have confidence in him. I want to know the love of God. If that's you, Chrissy talked about a connection card. And on that card, on the back of it, it says, my next steps, and then it talks about having, starting a new relationship with Jesus. You want to check that box off. If you have kicked around church for a while, like Jeff and Lisa did, but you came in today, and you're like, you know, this is it. Today, I want to renew this relationship with Jesus. It's going to be, mean more to me. I'm a fisher. I'm a, I'm, today, I get it. I am now going to go out there, and I am going to be a follower of Jesus, and I'm going to fish for people. And let me tell you something. That's awesome. When I got lit up, when I came to know Jesus, man, I was fishing like crazy. I was all over the place, really. It was a central part of my life, is to share and to tell others what Jesus did and to invite them. I'd invite them into church. I wasn't even going to the church. I'm serious. Go to Nathan's, see a prostitute. Hey, how you doing? Look, man, you need to go to church, okay? I'd have, I'd have them. I'd have all the churches that, that were in the area. Say, how about this one? Yeah, have a hot dog. Yeah, go to this one. Picking people up, right? Chrissy will tell you. Picking people up, calling Chrissy up. Hey, I need a scripture. I, the guy's drunk. I don't know. He's, he's flipping out on me. Just give me a scripture, please, so I can give it to him. <laughs> I didn't know any scriptures, but I knew I wanted to see them know Jesus. That's what I knew. Not prepared, not skilled, not well-knowledged, but loving Jesus, knowing he died for me, knowing he was changing my life, and knowing, man, I want to get out there and fish. So if that's you today, and you are beginning what I, what God started in me, you take that card that says, I'm starting a new relationship with Jesus, and you bring it to the guest services table. They have a Bible for you. They have some other good stuff to get you going. You'll know twice as much as me than when I started. Good for you. I love being your pastor. I love this church. To God be the glory.